For the newly indoctrinated, Jim Butcher's The Dresden Files follows the story of a professional wizard in Chicago. We've started our podcast as a way to help break down the series' most important moments, characters, and lore. This is McAnally's Dresden Files podcast by Free Flow Rambling. Conjure by it at your own risk. Welcome to the McAnally's podcast brought to you by Free Flow Rambling. This is episode 5.1, Paid in Mistake. My name is Tanzan, and I am joined by Maggie. Hello, hello. And Jess. Hey. Business has been slow. Okay, business has been dead. And not even of the undead variety. You would think Chicago would have a little more action for the only professional wizard in the phone book. But lately, Harry Dresden hasn't been able to drudge up any kind of work. Magical or mundane. But just when it looks like he can't afford his next meal, a murder comes along that requires his particular brand of supernatural expertise. A brutally mutilated corpse, strange-looking paw prints, a full moon. Take three guesses, and the first two don't count. So, do we have any general book commentary? It's exciting that we're at the second book. Yay! Very exciting! Book two! Woohoo! Thanks for everybody who's come along for the journey so far. Continue listening and bring friends. <laughs> Only about 16 more books after this. 30 more short stories. <laughs> Handful of graphic novels and other shit. <laughs> we'll get through it. We'll be good. Read it for the long haul, people. Book Friday's off for the next five years. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. So, yeah. No overarching comments so far. Werewolves, ooh. Or, Join us for the Varsity's grand reopening. Light up the night with the newest club with the hottest music, just west of the O'Hare Airport in Rosemont. Enjoy our new fireproof location. After the events in Stormfront, Kim Delaney asks Dresden how to create a set of three magical circles, which could be used to contain powerful entities. Dresden withholds the information because such circles are generally used to contain demigods and archangel. So chapter one. Chapter one, the moon. Starts out with uh, Dresden noticing the moon. Sort of. Sort of. I don't think so. I think this is more sort of retroactively. Yeah, because he writes down the events of his cases. Yeah, because he's like, retroactively? Yeah, because he's like, I never used to keep track of the moon, so I didn't know it was. (laughs) So, I mean, looking back at it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, he's pointing it out to us and making, but at the time, he's so... Yeah, depending on, on which way you're sort of... Um, but it's pointed out to us right off the start. Um, and yes, he's sitting down with, with Kim Delaney, our first introduction to another outside character. Um, and yeah, I guess she um, comes to him from time to time. Yeah, he describes her as an apprentice. So... One of a few. M- yeah, it gives the impression, right? And that's something we haven't sort of seen seen before that um harry's got a few apprentices and helps folks find or slash nurture their biting talent so i mean nothing critical brings a slight you know raises the question of um because kim is obviously a grown what does he say in her 
early 20s or yeah, not much younger than him. He's not much younger than him. Yeah, somewhere. Um, so if he's just sort of helping her go, does that mean she has only recently come into her talent as an adult? Or because, again, it's indicated in a lot of these things that if you're born with the magic of talent, you, you have, you know, it starts manif- manifesting at a somewhat early in childhood anyways whether it's like six or 12 or right and, and from harry's experience we know that he was on that younger level um so it's just wondered if she had just minor talent that she didn't really know what to do you know somehow was sort of whatever it is that she sort of kept it going for all these years until she discovered there was really more to it and now she's getting training to expand it or because sometimes yeah you have the whole use it or lose it kind of a thing right so Nothing critical, but just, you know, one of those things that, or again, wasn't fully flushed out in Butcher's mind yet at the start of the series, sort of how that was going to work and just, but yeah, it was just one of those things that I've always kind of wondered, just older now and just learning. So, but yeah, takes her on and she's come to pick Harry's brain about some stuff because this has offered him stake in exchange for information. Yes. Harry Dresden, professional wizard, will work for food. <laughs> he like he's got the cardboard sign and like the back of the blue beetle. <laughs> you know? I'm like, yeah, it's like look at what I'm driving. Like we'll work for food, just yeah. <laughs> so yeah, thought that was kind of cute, but but he explains because SI has not been calling him up much these days. So they had their whole big kerfuffle. He made a decent chunk of change off the Victor Sells cha- um, case, but. Now, again, a few months, and uh, and not so much. So he's kind of back to where he was at the beginning of Stormfront, where, you know, he was late on his rent and, you know, couldn't afford a meal and that, that, or a nice meal out, you know. he's couple only, of steps forward, a yeah, couple he's, steps he, back. He's, he's only eating SpaghettiOs and not just by choice, right? So, yeah. So, um, so yeah, so she presents what she's working on, which is a, a doodle, a sketch, a picture, of these magic circles and Harry kind of takes one, looks at him and shuts her down. It's like, mm, no, no. And she's like, dude, come on. <laughs> and he's like, nope, too, too, too far ahead Too nope. You're not ready for this. You're not, not whatever. It highlights that, uh, issue with Murphy in the last book too. And why she's not calling him up anymore. Again, Harry's not supposed to tell anyone about the magical world or the white council. It's just one more step of like only where, only wizard I've ever even heard of. Yeah. Let alone no. Let like, alone like can open you please? practicing. And yeah. One more. Once more, Harry's like, no, 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 no. Don't tell anyone shit. It's funny how he draws a line between being informed and I'm going to teach people, but like, I'm going to be murdered if I teach you too much. <laughs> yeah. Well, and this is. Yeah, this isn't so much that she can. I mean, again, this is. Yeah, Harry's internal war with himself with imparting knowledge and and keeping secrets and that right so she knows about the magical community that's not he just this is too i mean the example he uses is you know he wouldn't expect uh, a grade school kid to know you know like college calculus or whatever um you know and kim is like okay but i'm an adult like you know she's sort of asking well give me a shot like try and teach me the calculus let's see if i and he's just like no 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 it's it's too advanced for you it's too advanced for you and i'm like yeah okay there's a certain amount of that but you know exactly she's not just a child um so 
yeah, so that's it. Harry trying to find that balance and sort of, and, and she's upset. He's sort of making that choice for her, you know, where she's like, well, give me a chance. Like maybe, you know, maybe I'm a prodigy. Maybe I can understand this, you know, like just show me and we'll, we'll see. And yeah, that's sort of where. Yeah. Harry, Harry thinks he's got the responsibility to help her make the right choice. Yeah. What he, how he puts it. Yeah. And he has got the knowledge, therefore the responsibility. Exactly. And to a degree, I agree with him. I don't disagree with that. And, you know, you're right. Like, yeah, probably not a good idea to put his bazooka in the hands of a baby and just expect them to figure it out, you know. But again, slightly different circumstances. You know, again, if she was like the 12 year old who'd come across this, I would think Harry's got a firmer position in saying, you're not ready, you know, like you can't possibly have had the, um, maturity, you know, emotional or physical or life experience to, you know, whereas again, right, Kim is an adult. She's in her 20s. She might not be. On the other hand, though, if someone's going to hand me a bazooka right now, I still don't know how to use it. I'm 24. I've got a little bit of life experience. I would still be like, I don't know which button to flip or press. But you understand the consequences of it. And hopefully you would be smart enough to make the choice of I'm not going to play with this without somebody showing me. And I'm going to make sure I learn the proper use so I don't accidentally blow everybody to hell. Right. That's that's the difference sort of that I'm or the point that I'm making that I think is the difference is that God hoping (laughs) you should have the knowledge and wherewithal to know that you've got a dangerous weapon in your hands, right? And that's the difference is that, you know, a child, whatever, doesn't even necessarily, like, they can't comprehend the scope necessarily of how dangerous that might be, right? But then shouldn't Harry have the choice whether or not he teaches someone to use? Because if, you know, suddenly a street gets blown out by a bazooka, (laughs) (laughs) well, and only one person in the area could have taught him. (laughs) Like, oh, Harry Dresden's the only shit. one handing out bazookas <laughs> right now. Like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, and yeah, and exa- and this is wherein lies the dilemma. Exactly, Kim is like, you've got the bazookas, share your knowledge, and he's like, yeah, I don't know. So, yeah, so we learn about what this this is. I guess we should say sort of what it is that they're. Um, dealing with so it's it's so magic circles we've been introduced to so far so he used one to hegel negotiate with toot essentially trapping him inside so with the power of harry's mortal will toot a magical fey being could not leave the circle we saw him use it um against the toad demon on his date with susan where he did the same thing but reversed Again, with the power of his mortal will, he trapped himself and Susan inside the circle so that the demon couldn't get at them. Um, he could have used it the other way, but, you know, it's less likely the demon was going to sit still nicely. While he <laughs> so it was easier for them to, to put themselves in the trap and block him out that shark cage, you know, instead of mousetrap. Um, so, yeah, so we're familiar with the concept. You have a circle and, you know, if mortal magic has enacted it, say or not just fey, but mystical, magical, supernatural, can't cross it. And, and presumably vice versa, you know, if, if a magical being snapped up a circle around Harry, his mortal magic wouldn't be able to cross it either. So she's got these circles. So the outside one is basically... Um, You've got a series of three, series of three circles uh, 
covered in rather such mystical magical. Yeah. Which is not something we've seen before. Thus far, we've only seen the circle. The basics, yeah. And somewhat more complicated. This is more... It's a circle with addendums. It's got more rules, yeah. More, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a fancier upper echelon of the upper quality. It's got its specifications. Yeah, it's there you go. A specific dine designation. designation. So yeah, so he asks, he's like, do you remember what I told you? So Kim has a basic knowledge. She's like, yeah, they either hold something out or keep it in. Most work on magic energies or creatures of the never-never, but mortal creatures can cross the circles and break them, which is what we just sort of... Um, so he's like, that's what the outermost circle is. It's a barrier just against creatures of spirit and magic. Um, so again, like the toad demon and toot toot and that sort of a thing. Um, and then it's got specific key symbols, I guess, as you say, designating that so that are sort of specifically aimed or geared towards that so she's like okay i got the outer one what's next and then he's like the the second circle is a spell barrier to mortal flesh so here's where the thing like so far with all of harry's circles uh, and that was the problem he had with susan was that if she you know crossed that circle in any way while she was busy trying to get busy it was going to damage the circle it was going to um break the typical store typical circles are not safe from anything passing through them in the physical world yeah it was it was gonna um yeah ruin the integrity of it or whatever so um uh so here's one now that will actually block so that's the thing i guess yeah i don't know i guess i sort of said maybe spiritual entities could cross harry from but maybe not maybe you know your basic circle is always that that you know you can pitch a rock over it harry can walk through it harry can smudge a circle and and ruin it that way and that's one of the advantages that i guess mortals have over the supernatural world and why we've been successful in defending against it and and casting out all supernatural from the real world we even saw in welcome to the jungle when harry wanted to get that it wasn't yes, enough we to did. throw a we stone. had an example yes in welcome to the jungle exactly yes yeah he's like a, a hunk of boulder thrown by a mortal circle that way mm-hmm. So this one, apparently, is a counter to that. It would actually stop regular mortal objects like a person walking across it or Harry chucking a stone. (laughs) So that's kind of a big advantage Mm -hmm. to the one side and a real big disadvantage to the other. So uh, So if you have time to draw two circles, highly recommended. (laughs) (laughs) Highly recommend. With your special extras, apparently, because apparently the extra runes and symbols you have the are time what to spruce helped. it up <laughs> yeah exactly um so yeah so it's the third so she kind of gets a little bit of that she's like okay so yeah he's like you know she's like what that do he's like invisible walls so um spirits and stuff like that could go through but the mortal flesh quite currently you know you've got it one way and the other yeah so now that's eat it two two levels far yeah your your double paned windows you got it <laughs> and then we get the third one which is to withhold creatures of flesh and spirit. Yeah, well, she's asking, He's she's like, what is that? And he's like, a mistake. And she's like, huh? And I, I love, we have official wizard terminology here. It's gobbledygook. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, yeah, so he's like, are you sure, you know, you got this right? And she's like, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure. Like, I was really careful. And he's like, well, it makes no sense, like, to hold a creature that's neither flesh nor spirit, like nothing can be neither. You have to be one or the other, right? 
So, um, so yeah, so Kim is like, well, what would that, like, how is that possible, right? Which is why Harry's like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's bullshit, it's, it's, you know, whatever. And this is the thing that I sort of, she's, um, he goes on, so what he doesn't tell her, um, yeah, he tells her that, um, there's more powerful demons or elder things on the outer reaches of the Never Never, this third circle was built to stop things that could transcend those kinds of barriers it was a cage for demonic demigods and archangels and he doesn't want to tell her that and i mean again i kind of but i'm like well if she's in the know of the magic world and the never never in spirits is it that far out of the realm of possibility that she might suspect like demigods and archangels might like again i, I sort of i sort of get it and i don't completely understand seems a little well and he says that she's got flawed. a modest amount of power so it's, yeah it's, maybe it's just because she doesn't have that ability the magical i guess but to this, be able to do it so i don't I tell agree her? with harry's whole oh i'm bigger smarter better i'm not going to tell you these to myself just to be safe for the most part i do think that harry should be more honest however mm. at the same time i could understand you know six months after victor maybe people should know less well, you're right, and that's fair. Part of Victor's whole thing was he amassed a lot of power really quick, and he didn't know. He didn't have any boundaries. He didn't or. have any boundaries. Yeah, exactly right. It was just he suddenly came into all this power and started throwing it around and didn't care to understand the rules and consequences and, and yeah, certainly didn't tread carefully. So there is that side, but I guess, again, the difference is that this isn't the first time this Kim person hasn't just suddenly popped up and said, hey, what's all this stuff, right? It's somebody he's had an ongoing relationship with of teaching, instructing her to come along. And again, it's, to me, this is the basic, like, where's the harm in telling her that these archangels and demigods exist? And then just being like, I really think, like, this is way beyond your pay grade. You don't want to be messing with this stuff yet. As opposed to just telling her, like, it's meaningless, it doesn't, ex you know what I mean? Like, you can say, like, okay, well, what this would be, but, you know, even I couldn't, so don't be messing, like, this is way above any, you know what I mean? I think Rather it's a little overconfidence on Harry's part, too, though, because, I mean, when you know that, I mean, in some cases, you know, if teacher A is not going to tell you shit, it's like, fine, I'll ask teacher B, fuck you, but in this case, Harry's like, I'm the only teacher, and I'm not telling you what the hell are you can do about it, you know? I think he feels a little bit overconfident, like... Okay, if I say nothing, then you're good. Done. Conversation over. Yeah. Like, where else are you going to get the information from? Whereas the rest of us, as we know in this room, is that people have a lot more venues than <laughs> Harry likes to think about, you know? Typically, yeah. And again, I guess this all boils back to it's early in the series. Harry himself is still relatively young and out in the world. And, you know, these are maybe the kind of stupid things you do, right? It's, but again, yeah, looking at it from the different perspective, and of course, the advantage of being the reader and having you know, more knowledge about what's going on and stuff like that. It's so easy to, to poke holes in the flaws and be like, it's just, I don't get it. It seems like dumb reasoning, but you know what? It's a little bit of like mansplaining too. Mans though, you know? Yeah, like, I have yeah. learned in the world that a lot like of people have dumb reasoning for things that I don't agree with, and yet they still go ahead and do it. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'm not a baby. You don't have to shelter me. He's like, and you don't need to know what kind of third and that's the thing he's like you don't need to know what kind of third circle was built to contain i'm like it's just contradictory right mm -hmm. like he's like it doesn't mean anything it's, it's all a mistake 
And then he's like, well, you don't need to know what it's for. It's like, well, then obviously it is for something and it's not a mistake. And like when they sit down and he's first looking at it, she's like, no, 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 it's purely academic. Like I'm not doing anything. I would never try this. Like I know it's way complicated. I just, I want to know what it's for. Like it piqued my interest. I came across it. And then later on when he's like, um, you know, if, if it's an academic interest, you don't need to know. And he's like, you're sitting on a tiger cage. And he's like, and you wouldn't need it if you weren't planning on trying to stick a tiger. And she's like, you don't think I'm strong enough. And she's like, if I was planning to do it, that's my business. And I'm like, well, now you're, you just told it was academic. And now you're hinting that, well, if I wanted to, I could, you know, I'm like, I get that when you get riled up in an argument, you're going to, but I'm like, well, is it academic or not, Kim? Because <laughs> he ain't, he's damn sure not going to tell you is now. Is something or not, Harry? If now you are, yeah, if now you're like, well, I could do it if I wanted, then he's like, well, now I'm definitely not going to because now you might. Like, it's just like, ugh, you just, yeah, shooting yourself. Yeah, too early 20-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, basically, yeah. So, basically, he refuses to budge on it. She gets miffed. He, like, crumples it up and is like no no nope just ignore it forget you ever saw it and she's like thanks for nothing right, and then harry feels too guilty. yeah and harry feels too guilty to eat which sort of but at the same time i'm like dude it's a steak sandwich for mac right. <laughs> plus apparently you're broken starving <laughs> like, it's one hell of a conscience <laughs> right to make somebody of his size and metabolism at that age like Christ, I remember my brothers would make sandwiches out of, like, an entire loaf of bread just for themselves for, like, a school lunch. Dude. Yeah, I know. I was like, ugh. Anyway, so, um. So Karen enters the bar after, uh, Kim's dramatic exit and, uh, teases him for pouting. (laughs) I know. I like that line. He's like. I was sitting there brooding. He's like a famous pastime of wizards everywhere. <laughs> you know, it's like, yes, yeah, very true. But yeah, he's like, I couldn't even be bothered to look up at who could. But uh, and she picks up the the spell that Harry tossed to the yes, side. Yes, civic minded Karen, yeah. cop, whatever. Keeping Litter. our streets clean and our bars even cleaner. Right. Literally and metaphorically picking up and taking out the trash. Thanks, Karen. <laughs> but yeah, it doesn't think any, right? She just, you know, sees the lot of that piece of paper, shoves it in her pocket, whatever. It doesn't. Um, but yeah, but then Harry gets all pissy with her. I mean, it's kind of, it would be in Harry's character anyways. It probably doesn't help that this interaction that he feels kind of bad for not helping Kim out, but he's also feeling all righteous about his reasoning for it and, you know, yada, yada. And he's like, oh, Gee, Murph, long time no see. Nice of you to stop by. Hmm, did you happen to see the article in the Tribune that was, like, dissing me for being a phony? And I'm guessing probably because you haven't called me for any work since then. And Murphy's like, oh, my God. (laughs) Like, do not have time for this. And he's like, well. Shut the fuck up, Drama Queen. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, he just carries on his little snip for a while and blah, 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 until finally she's like, fine, you don't want to help me with my murder? Well, wait, what? There's a murder? Okay, (laughs) yeah, okay, I'll help. What? What? No, just tell me. (laughs) No, wait, come back. His anger dissipates pretty quickly after that. Yeah, right. And I get it. It sucks. I don't have any other friends. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay, you called my bluff. (laughs) He's like, well, you need me. We haven't talked in a, for like more than a month, but you need me. Yeah. She's like, oh, I hope you don't have anything more important to do. So he's like, no, no, I'm ready. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's it. So apparently Harry is back on the case. 
thank you to our Patreon subscribers for your generous support. It's people like you who help us do what we do. If you're not yet a Patreon subscriber, sign up today and get a fuck ton of bonus content, kick-ass merch, behind-the-scenes outtakes, and more. Sign up today at patreon.com slash freeflowrambling. Chapter 2 Dresden is surprised to find that one of John Marcone's men has been torn apart by what appears to be an unusually large animal. As Dresden and Murphy discuss this murder, they are joined by several FBI agents. There is some argument as Murphy is accused of overstepping her jurisdictional rights. One of the FBI agents pulls a gun on Murphy, and Dresden saves her from being shot. So yeah, so they, they head out, Murphy is convinced, Dresden, and he's like, Murphy declined to ride in my blue beetle <laughs> for some reason. And I will Even after my mechanic did all that great work. Right? <laughs> and I would like to throw out there after um, hopefully you've listened to the Jungle Book when the Jungle Book. I keep calling the Jungle Book. Welcome to the Jungle. Um, but one of the things I had a little bit of a, a pet peeve about in that was that the Blue Beetle was entirely blue, and I figured it should have had at least some damage to it by that point, since it was like right before Stormfront. And we do have the omnibus copy, so after Welcome to the Jungle, it has the Stormfront following right after the the graphic novel of, of that. And I would like I props to whoever did that one because they do have a multicolored beetle in that one right on the start. I was gonna tell you about that too. I was looking for it. I did. And went, I was Oh look at that. Yeah, I was like, okay, I'm a little bit mollified now, but I still think yeah, it should have had like at least one or two. But anyways. But yes. So so here. So yeah, so Murphy does not wanna um, hop in his his investigative clown car <laughs> for some reason and show up at a murder scene like that. So um, they take her car and Harry's like, fine, you want to risk me blowing it up? That's your business. Murphy's like, yeah, I'll take the risk. <laughs> Who drives like a speed demon to get there. He does, yeah. Where's the fire? And she's like, oh, I just want to get there before some other people. And he's like, like, press. And she's like, eh. Like, she's like, whatever. <laughs> but... Uh, like, did things go horribly wrong with Susan for him to be so, bi- like, s- <laughs> bitter with no. press? <laughs> well, I mean, possibly. We don't know yet. Susan hasn't. But I'm going to be more inclined to say things went horribly wrong with the Tribune, who he was saying just right. slammed him in the lab. That's true. That's true. <laughs> That's what he's blaming the guys. Like, Murph hasn't called him since the Tribune said he was a jackass and a charlatan and a fake and his work all dried up. So he's like, oh, what? The press is going to show up and you don't want to be seen with me? Like your dirty little secret of like the boyfriend you won't admit to. (laughs) Such a bitch. Such a bitch. Murphy's just like, whoever. (laughs) She's like, I so don't know. Chill. Yeah. She's like, not engaging. I'm not, what's the word? Entertaining. Entertaining your childish, (laughs) childishness right now. So, Uh, she speeds them out of Chicago. Yeah. She's like, "Uh, hey, lady. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you don't operate over here. Yeah, like, like this, this is outside the city limits, right? Like, not just. Uh, um, and she's like, uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. Did I ask you? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. She's like, people need help wherever they can get it. Dresden, <laughs> like, murder doesn't stop just because the murder doesn't stop at the city limits. <laughs> exactly. She's like, it's, it's, the murderer doesn't care. Law and order doesn't. Yeah. So yeah, so we discover there's actually been several killings. She's like, the first bunch of them were in Chicago, so I'm interested in this one. And he's like, wait, 
the first ones? Yeah. Like, how many? How long has this been going on? He's like, still grabbing the oh shit bar. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Murphy, please. <laughs> like, slow down. And he's like, no, she just sped up. <laughs> um, yeah, so he's like, so he's a little bit put out against. I mean, he's starting to come around a little bit. He's getting less busy, but he's still a little bit like, so there's been a bunch and you're only just now calling me in, you know, like, again, like, let it go, Dresden, you're here now. So they arrive at their destination. Beautiful, beautiful. New under construction. <laughs> Hotelish looking. The strip mall. Well, not, not, well, yeah, hotel, yeah, not. There's a lot going on mall. here. It's multi- multi level. Yes. Operations. Um. And he sees this, yeah, he signs a varsity. <laughs> He's like, I thought Mark Home burned that thing down. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Relocated and rebuilding. So, yeah, after Harry's visit to get and some hopefully information. hopefully a more fireproof. And hopefully, you know, <laughs> hopefully a lot more fireproof. <laughs> Mark Home burned it down. That's what I just said. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say we more all consent. Mark Cohn hopefully wanted that. It has more uh, like steel reinforced doors because it was the wooden doors that Harry like blew out on the last one, and, like shattered them out. Um, and yeah, Mark Cohn just yeah thought it prudent to just burn down the rest of it after that. Uh, bodies, psh, not a big deal. Um, so yeah, so he's got um, yeah rebuilding at this new location just outside of the town limits, which. I mean, I guess whatever, but the whole thing, especially since he kept the name, like, the varsity was the varsity because it was close to the college campus. I can't remember if it was directly on or not, but it was at least close. So it was, like, a good college hangout. Like, I don't think it was, like, a total dive bar, but, you know, obviously that was... Um, their draw. Who, that was their draw. That was their demographic. And I'm like, well, you've kept the name. So the varsity, again, seems to me all sort of fit with college. But I'm like, now you've moved it, like, just outside of town, way out by the airport, but it's still called the Varsity. I'm like, what college kids are gonna? I mean, maybe there might be a campus out there. It might be like the West Campus. Or- <laughs> maybe I don't know. It just I was like, it almost just think community like, college rebrand completely and just make it something else. But I'm like, okay, whatever. Obviously, Marcone is far more successful a businessman than I am. So, but yeah, I just found that I'm like a little funny, but. Um, so yeah, so he's busy thinking about all this and stewing in his own head and blah, blah, blah. And Murphy basically has to put on an arm to stop him from walking through the massive pool of blood. And then he's about to... Blends in with all the tape, uh, tarps and paint buckets. I guess, guess, apparently. (laughs) It's like they're like red shag carpeting or something Mm -hmm. here for the... I don't know, is that the theme of the varsity? Adds a little bit, I think, to the the shock value for, for... for Dresden, who's not paying attention, then is like, whoa, lots of blood, and this man has no face. Body with no face. Yeah. Gross. A lot of no face. Because <laughs> it's like the, the, the word I'm looking for is a juxtaposition. All the, the, the white dry, drywall dust and, and mm-hmm. to this crimson, this nice little yeah, description of the very crimson, crimson arm reaching. Stark contrast. Yeah, for sure. Um, and yeah, very, very much no. Like, yeah, his face has been torn off and his skull is like dented in. <laughs> like, it's yeah. it's damaged. And there his is. eyeballs are missing. His eyeballs are missing. Ooh. Yeah, it's. And I'll give this, like, Dresden or Butcher can be pretty graphic, but at least it's also not horrendous. Like, he's good at getting the point across without actually making me. Feel, feel like I want to puke. <laughs> yeah, so it, it gets the. Yeah, so it's, it's pretty nasty. Um, 
And this is again where I don't need the graphic novel because it would probably, I'm like, yeah, I don't need the actual visual. I'll just blur over that in my own mind. Thank you. <laughs> Put a really, really heavy filter on this scene. Um, so yeah. Despite all that, however, Harry is <laughs> the victim. Spike. 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 Yeah, and Murphy's like, you know him, and he's like, yeah, I just call him that because the hair. But <laughs> he was one of Marcone's guys, and she's like, ah, uh, shit. <laughs> Which really. You're in Marcone's building, like not yeah. Although I guess a little bit more rather than just random. a random drywaller or something like that. One of his guys. Plus, because that's always how I read it first. But there was it. It could be more fun because she's like um, succinctly shit, and then he's like, "What, Murph?" He's like, "I look. I look back at her." Um, and Murphy's face was set in concern for me. Her blue eyes gentle and she wipes away. So for a second, it was almost like, see, I kind of read it like that too. Like, oh shit, things just got more real because this is Mark Holmes. But I was like, maybe it was entirely for Dresden's sake that she's like, oh shit. Like, oh, you, you didn't know. Yeah, this guy. like you Sorry. didn't know him well, but apparently oh, you yeah, yeah, had like, that. yeah, just that it's going to mean a little bit. Because again, it's not just some random drywaller. Dresden's like, this is somebody I have spoken to have seen have like you know made fun of him personally right exactly it was a real person so so yeah i'm like "Mm, maybe it could be both ways either way so yeah so now they've got that so so he's kind of like what do you think and she's like like oh she just tells him take a bit more of a look around he's like what am i looking for and she's like oh you'll know and you'll see it i hope so yeah so dresden has already determined that whatever killed him wasn't human so just the damage to the body and the evident... The, viscer- the visceration. Animal mark. Yeah, tooth, claw marks. Evisceration? Kind of things. Evisceration? Yeah. Disemboweled? Yes. <laughs> Sometimes I use words correctly. Woo! Um, Sorry. No, that's okay. I was going to say, it's just so much more sexy when you do. So you go, girl. Um... So yeah, so Murphy wants, yeah, Murphy doesn't want to really color his perceptions yet. She wants him to take a look, draw his own conclusions, see what he thinks before she denies or confirms or gives her two cents. And yeah, obviously there's there's something particular she's hoping he'll pick up on. Yeah, yeah so Harry starts casing the joint for himself. <laughs> <laughs> and he does pick on something. Where are the good parts to blow up in this if yeah. I ever have to come back? <laughs> it's like a bare bones. He's like, let me see where all the weak spots are now. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, before it gets covered up by paintings and things. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so I continue that thought. No, he gives a quick sweep over of the area. He has a moment to himself just to go through this crime scene. And sure enough... He steals more evidence. (laughs) (laughs) God damn it, Harry. It is the middle of the night. Uh, Kim Delaney bought him dinner and then Murphy drove him out of the city. So we already know that it is getting to be dark out and nighttime. And he mentions, you know, there's a sliver of moonlight coming through the window. Sure enough, Harry happens to also see a paw print. Big giant paw print. Big size of his hand. Massive. Yeah. Canine. Dots at the tip. Oh, fuck. So yes, he does, and as you mentioned, he does. Yeah, nick a piece of evidence first. He finds some. There's yeah, that that window with the moonlight shining through is actually shattered, and he picks up yeah. a shard with his uses his hanky and picks up a shard out of the blood. Like okay, steals evidence, <laughs> steals evidence <laughs> yet again. What was the tampering with the crime scene? Like right? Murphy is gonna have and to Murphy always letting him. <laughs> Murphy's gonna revoke his little plastic consulting car. <laughs> I take a film canister. I bake a. I take a piece of glass. It's like kind of like 
like murderous psychopaths who have like a like the, they take the something trophy. from every murder. It's like <laughs> Harry's basement is like I a have a little of bit of evidence. like a fifty dollar bill for this spell and uh, like hair of a dog for this spell and also just every crime scene I've ever worked on. Here's a little something. <laughs> You never know. It might come it in might handy. It might come in handy. <laughs> That's totally addressing things all the time. It's always good. So, yeah. So, Austin's like, oh, crap. Oh, crap. Oh, crap. And she's like, he's like, you've got problems. And she's like, yeah, no kidding. Um, How useful is a window that's only just been installed? Right. For magical purposes. Like, this window was sitting in a warehouse for, like, the last 13 years. And now it's been here for, like, a day before it's been shattered. Well, I'm going to go out on a limb here and think maybe it was, like, the blood with the window or something. No. Maybe not. Okay, you're right. It was totally the glass. It was, yeah. I don't know. I guess maybe that's just it. Moonlight There's no captured other. in the glass. Oh, oh. It's like his sunshine and mouse scampers. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, right. this is how. He's like, <laughs> capture a ray of moonlight in a piece of glass. Um... But yeah, uh, there you go, though. That's why, because it's new, so it'll have very little imprints on it, like mystical imprints. Because, uh, see, like, a window out of the old varsity would have, like, 10 million exactly. things in it. So 8, I think it's, college kids have looked through that window. Exactly. So it's actually really useful, uh, a window that's only been there for, like, a day on a building that's not constructed, Missy. No way. I would put it the other <laughs> way. The first window had so much varsity power in it. This window is, like, meh. <laughs> that construction guy who worked through it that has nothing to do with the varsity. <laughs> I'm get tracked back to the warehouse that's been storing this window for the last <laughs> 13 months. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> do you feel a connection to the door you just installed? Or the door that was like in that house forever? I know, but if you're using it to like track stuff or figure out stuff or see what happened, you need to sort through like 150 years worth of like memories of people passing through or like the door that's got like two people so you're like gee there's spike there's the other guy hmm let's go check out the other guy well, I, as opposed to I the 10,000 window to track down a person okay, but you don't to know. track down a place well well so that's why he's the wizard and you're not so who knows maybe he wants to find the glass factory he's gonna find who ordered that window yeah, he's doing the blood <laughs> off the piece of glass but i'm saying uh -huh. anywho uh -huh. <laughs> For more magic theories, check out her. <laughs> yeah, so they start discussing, and he's like, mm, I'm You're fucked, Murph. You're <laughs> fucked, Murph. And she's like, yeah, I kind of get that. And he's like, wait, you said there was more. And she's like, yeah, like a month ago, like four weeks ago exactly. Um, but no one else picked up on that. Because, yeah, he's like, you've got... Um, uh, I guess four weeks before yeah. that. He's like, you've had other murders that. happen in the same way, probably about four weeks ago when the moon was last full. There are other killings you were talking about. And she's like, yeah, exactly. Four weeks ago as it happens. But I'm the only one that picked up on the full moon angle. Not surprising. Probably not the first piece of, of prime evidence that cops go to when investigating murders. And also, like she says, it was four weeks ago and then four weeks before that, four weeks before that. We don't know exactly how many full moons has been happening, but if we're, you know, we were in March and now we're in October and it's like, hmm, last time you had a big case, it was every time it rained, stormed. This time it's every time there's a full moon. It's like, this Abolish is nature, like, Harry, you will have no <laughs> more problem. <laughs> it's just... You know, how long has Harry been, you know, blocked out from the case so far? And it's been happening just about since, you know, the storms got out of the way. Well, I was going to say, yeah, probably not, too. If we're looking at, like, 
you know, three two or, or three four, or four murders. Because, yeah, I think start. there's, yeah, been like three or four, exactly. So, like, three or four months back. So, yeah, there was not a lot of time between wrapping mm-hmm. up the Stormfront case and her getting... And I could understand, you know, maybe the first one, obviously, you're not going to see a full moon angle. And the second one, maybe even still. But, yeah, by the third or fourth, now I get why, you know, Murphy would have waited for him to be like, hey, now this is starting to get weird. Now, yeah, now now this mm-hmm. is starting to confirm weird. However, you know, it also kind of, like, yeah. filters out that, you know, shit in Chicago has not slowed down for six months. There's been shit happening this whole time, even if Harry's not on the it Hasn't been privy to it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So. Right. And speaks shit in Chicago 2000. Mm. Mm. <laughs> and speaks a little bit to the fact that, again, Harry being sort of new to private investigating and wizarding and all that, um, he obviously isn't sort of putting out feelers to, right? Like, he's not sort of monitoring situations ahead of time, mm-hmm. right? He's waiting sort of for Murph to come to him because he hasn't picked up on, you know, like... I mean, a, no one's coming to him about nobody. Murders. Nobody else has come to him about anything. And apparently Harry, I mean, aside from reading articles trashing him, apparently doesn't pay a lot of attention to the news because I'm going to guess that there's been like three or four other savage killings you would think. That- a man has been slashed tonight. <laughs> and yeah. a man has been slashed four weeks ago and a man has been slashed. <laughs> right? Like exactly, right? So this is just, again, right? This is Harry sort of new to feeling, new to whatever that, that yeah, he's not getting out ahead of things There's, yet. He, yeah, he's he a little bit more passive in this no, way. Yes. That, you know, if yeah. someone doesn't call his office, then Harry's not there. Yeah, he's not so, yet taking And that's a, also part of the reason why, you know, he's probably so broke is like... Proactive You know, broke. you're like, yeah. yeah, I wait for SI to call me and that's it. Go <laughs> out and look for those jobs, Harry. You knock on the doors and be like, was your loved one just murdered? Do you want me to look into Are that you for you? Are you missing a purse? Are you missing a dog? <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly he's an ambulance chaser. You <laughs> would <laughs> get more work right <laughs> i mean i know he wants the the wizarding aspect more than the private detective aspect but if you're broke man <laughs> right, right? Exactly. we all do odd jobs we don't like <laughs> exactly. so uh yeah so they're starting to put this together so he's like all right so you should see this so shows her the paw print and stuff like that and she's like mm, yeah so are there such things as werewolves <laughs> and he's like yeah Not quite like the movies and the fairy tales, but he's like, yeah, I think that's what you got. And she's like, all right, what do I need to know? And then before he can enlighten her, enters the FBI. Unwanted guests she wanted to arrive before. Oh, those assholes. Not the press. Most cop shows are not FBI-centric, and as soon as the FBI shows up in any show, it doesn't matter if it's NCIS or if it's CIA (laughs) or if it's like... Uh, General City Cops. cops. I'm trying to think of any other show. Nobody nobody likes likes the the FBI. FBI. (laughs) Nobody likes them. Everybody makes fun of them. Everybody looks down on them. Everybody, yeah. Yeah. Except for Bones. And maybe others. That's like the only really... FBI and even then, it's like she shit. likes Booth and fuck the rest of the department. Well, okay, that's true, but... Uh, even Booth is like, ah, fuck everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> I like hanging out with you, Bones. I like you, Temperance. Fuck those other guys. <laughs> A little bit, but, you know, I mean, at least Booth himself is, you know, kind of competent. They threw me off the case again, Temperance. Let's do this ourselves. <laughs> yeah, fair. <laughs> Every other episode. <laughs> they put me on a case. They took me off the case. They put me on a case. They took me off the case. 
Okay, we could go into a whole other thing about that too. And the reason next why. podcast all about both. I, I have issues. I love and hate that show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it goes right back to like episode one. Okay. <laughs> um. And side note, when I actually read, because I watched the show long before I actually ever read Kathy Rake's books, and again, one of those ones where it's not just based off the books, it's based loosely. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Because, yeah, Bones isn't really the same person at all. But anyways, moving right back along. So, yeah, so before they can get anywhere on that, they've just, yeah agreed upon werewolves and how do those assholes get everywhere so fast murphy is not happy to see them so you get your quartet of fbi fbi agents fbi agents your your quintessential your um obligatory what's the word i'm looking for uh, three men and a, and a token woman you know <laughs> <laughs> we have one girl on the team um that's statistically even. <laughs> All right, you got you got the young kid, you got the old guy, you got the middle of the road, hard as nails dude in charge, and the tough FBI chick who you know don't take crap and kind of like Murphy has to be very assertive, probably to get taken seriously. So yeah, that's my little stereotypical thing <laughs> on the FBI crew that shows up. Um, and yeah, they're like, Murph, what the fuck are you doing here? And she's like, nice to see you too. Like, I could be here. Like, um, and he's like, mm, out of your jurisdiction. She's like, whatever. I asked the Rosemont guys. They said it was cool because this relates to my other stuff. He's like, did you get, get it in writing? writing? Yeah. <laughs> if not, get your ass out of here and I'll call you up on charges and report you and whatever I have the right to do when there's sick That's dead. the first time that internal affairs has been mentioned. Don't you have enough there to do with internal affairs? Sniffing around. Yeah. yeah. Bitch. <laughs> and then Harry's like, oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, right now, Harry knows that Murphy, yeah, she's, she's a no-nonsense kind of cop and stuff like that, but she doesn't usually just instantly have it out for somebody she comes you know she's usually pretty good at working with fellow officers and and solving the case not generally speaking murphy doesn't let her ego get in the way yeah thank you she doesn't let her ego get in the way and so harry notices right away like they're button heads like they've got big issues right you know puffed up chest Mm -hmm. you want to go you want to go huh so um so yeah so notices becomes very territorial yeah. Very, yeah, very quick. And he's like, who's this? And Harry starts to introduce himself. Um, and she's like, no one. And this is, and I'm like, I get it, Harry. And yay for you for standing up. But it is really like book two versus book 12 between them. It really is. Like, he's such a bitch. <laughs> he's such a bitch. And it's like, again, maybe there's a reason. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you Murphy's been sort of a little hedgy about this whole thing. So you got to figure something's going on. That's the on. thing. If your friend looks at you and you're like, now's not the time. And he's like, fuck you. I'll decide when the time and is. Yeah, I'm Harry Dresden, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> you're on her turf. Yeah. She's cops with other cops. 
on a crime scene that she just brought, like, and you're still busy being pissy about the fact that she hasn't called yeah, you. Yeah, he's in, like, like oh, you saw my, like, oh, everyone's making fun of me in the Tribune, and oh, you don't want me associated with you, and, like, yeah. why would that be? Yeah, I'm a, I'm the wizard, I'm the charlatan, hi, nice to meet you, like, like, yeah. right? You're pretty on the nose as to why maybe she wouldn't want people to know your name, and you're like, I'm gonna drop it But I'm fine, even yeah. if you're just offended over that, I'm like, again... Yeah, you guys don't have a long history yet, but you're claiming, like, I'm still your friend, Merv, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, there's a little bit cut of her some. Sl- yeah, maybe find out totally. why she doesn't want to, like, yeah. Check your testosterone there a little bit, Dresden, mm-hmm. whatever your issue is. So, so yeah. So he's all like, doesn't let Murphy cut him off. And, oh, excuse me. And Harry, hello. And then, yeah. So, of course, the FBI's guy is like, <laughs> oh, you. The charlatan <laughs> from the Tribune. Harry's like, the reason oh. Murphy's in internal affairs. It- <laughs> yeah. Which Harry doesn't know yet. But, yeah, exactly right. It's all like, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, really not helping. Like, again, right? And especially, like, we don't know this, or Harry doesn't know this, but it's, like, especially if, like, Murphy knows that she's under investigation for involving Dresden, among, it's not the only reason, but that is one of their key points. Mm-hmm. And then she still was, like, he's still the only guy who can help me right now. I'm going to go involve him again anyways. It's, like, she, you don't realize this yet, Harry, but she did just, like, extend an olive branch to you, you yeah, bitch. Well, she's like, going out on a li- Exactly. Yeah, and we, like, you know, discover that more in, in like, short sure, order here. Like, but, yeah, exactly. She's prickly about it. That's Murphy. But also it's like, Harry, can you just, like you say, like, it's bravado, it's testosterone, like, just sit down Just take a, a second. Minute. Just check that ego just, just for just for yeah. a second. Find out what the other side of the story mm-hmm. is before mm-hmm. you go off on your high horse. Exactly. So You just pocketed evidence. Shut up. <laughs> 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 right? Don't tell them your name when you're pocketing just evidence. Sit down and <laughs> shut up for one minute, you jerk. Yeah. So, doesn't help things out, doesn't help himself, doesn't help Murphy, doesn't help anything. But, you know, he's like, eh, I'm not gonna leave. So, he calls up the token FBI chick to uh, escort them out. And, um, um. Escort out these civilians. Civilians, yeah. Another little dig in the side. Jab, jab, jab. Yeah, and, and it's right about now, like, again, there's a lot more tension between Murphy and Ben. Just about the only thing holding Harry back is like, oh, my testosterone is not the biggest thing in this room. Yeah, he like suddenly starts to slowly realize like, oh, wait, this isn't really like Murph. Maybe there's something going on. Hey, Murph, maybe we should go outside and talk. And now she's like, fuck you, Dresden. Like, You, you want to start shit? Let's start shit. Yeah, it's like you didn't, didn't want to listen to me a minute ago. So you know what? Now, no, forget yeah, it. Now. All bets are off. Just um, so her and Miss Agent. Miss Agent Ben. It is Ben. Who's the girl? Okay. Yeah. Yes. I Deborah definitely ben. knew that. Yeah. Yeah. So they, yeah, they start to kind of have that, like, internal, like, eye electricity building. <laughs> yeah. And, moment. Yeah. And Murph's, uh, Denton is again. He's like, hey. Get shoot, out. Shoot, go along, kids. And she's like, don't push me. And, and, and get out of here. And then, um. Things take a drastic turn. A yeah, <laughs> quick as anything. Yeah, Ben draws her gun and takes a shot. <laughs> well, no, she, she goes, tries to sucker punch her. Yeah, first. she goes for the karate chop first. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, she she ben draws her gun. Some sort of martial arts like, blow at her temple, and Murphy, with her years of training, yeah, deflects it and manages to, but smush Ben up against the wall or something like that, and that's when yeah, and then Ben goes for the gun, and Murphy's like, "What the fuck?" And Dresden's like, "Oh shit." 
So, right. so Harry, you know, yanks Smurf out of the way, but gun goes off. Gun goes off, yeah. Yeah, so now Denton is like this reprimanding is, his agent. And well, the first time I read this was just like, what the fuck? Takes you oh, a second uh, to process it. It is a little out of nowhere. It was yeah. like, goddamn, like... Like that went from like, (laughs) yeah, it just, just like, what an incredibly ridiculous reaction. Which even Harry, he's like, what the fuck, crazy bitch? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And I mean, granted, Harry's perspective, you know, obviously Murphy Murphy and the FBI have had, had interactions Mm -hmm. before this, but yeah, it still seems Given the scope of the situation. Really that zero it, to 100. Zero to 100. Or at least, you know, 30 to 100, you at know? Least, <laughs> well, okay, yeah. And like you say, so you're like, fine, the hand-to-hand, all right, fine, you guys are gonna, you know, beat each other up a little bit. But yeah, that the fact that it, she immediately... She was almost, step two gun. <laughs> almost e- instantly draws and fires. Like, doesn't even just hold Blair her gun point. Shoot. Yeah, and... and so yeah, so like the other FBI guys come running and then like one of Murphy's officers from outside comes running in. And yeah, and this is what I think we all kind of went, what? Like as readers, you all, because yeah, Denton gives some bullshit story about like a uh, um, misfire. And Murphy's like, yep. Uh-huh. And this is like doubled, what? like spit take, like whiplash, uh-huh. like what? Like hell, he's like this. And she's like, that's what happened. Just like Denton said. And he's like, and even the author, right? So the officer can tell, like, this is blatant yeah. bullshit. But superior officer isn't giving him anything to go with. She's like, misunderstanding, misfire, well, lost control like, of her weapon. This it is happens. a common trope. You see this in a lot of movies and TV shows or whatever like that, right? Where, like, you know, two opposing sides, but one doesn't want to be the snitch. But in this case, it's like, we don't have, like... In a movie or TV show, you're kind of watching and you're like, all right, fine. You don't want to rat him out because you need them for something. But in this case, like, you don't need Ben. Like, well, like, yeah, and it's usually still be on slightly the case. further like, down the line. It's not yeah, usually like, the introduction. Exactly. Right? Like, you get something right why they're the covered. Like, yeah, we have no info. It makes no sense for yeah, so it's like, why she would not exactly so haul this sort of bitch like, up on charges and be like... Police etiquette kind of thing? Like, like at the like, very least, get Ben dismissed from the case, if nothing else. Then yeah. you'd only be dealing with the three, or maybe a fourth one, new one would be assigned. But like, it's not like she's like, yeah, ratting out on the entire FBI. She's like, we need the FBI to solve this. Like, our tensions aren't good. Like, no, like, just yeah. get Ben removed from the case. Who the fuck cares? And I don't like, even think police etiquette. Like, again, Murphy is not the type to... Like, she'll play in the boys' club and play by the rules a certain amount to fit in. But Murphy, again, is sort of, to me, on the straight and narrow enough that she wouldn't let that slide just for... She would be like, um, no, that was gross misconduct from an officer, an agent, whatever. Like, you know, like, I don't see Murphy standing for that kind of crap on her team and stuff like that, right? Like, um... So, yeah, you not even, like, professional courtesy of, like, oh, we're just at odds. It was like, yeah, in any other circumstances, she would have been like, your ass is grass. Like, forget about it. Get her out of here, right? So, yeah, I think it's definitely hints that there's... Clearly some- a history. Well, Potentially you- three to four months worth. Something. <laughs> well, but some of the reading, like, not four just years. the history, but the... Um, yeah, Murphy's got something else mm-hmm. going on that... Um, so, yeah. And I'd again, love to hear some theories from our listeners. And again, I mean, why that pulling in internal affairs too? It's like, yeah, maybe now isn't the time for her to be bitching about other people as well. You know, she needs every 
Yeah. And she needs a lack of complaints on her side, you know? Well, like, yeah, and start, I guess can't that's it. Shit, you know? Okay, well, no, it's her fault. She did it. Too. Yeah, exactly, right? Don't start looking like, yeah, your yeah. internal Petty affairs probably. is already wondering why, why exactly, she's there. Yeah, she's got to play and she, nice. And, and now yeah, she's looking into to, uh, crime scenes that aren't hers. I was about to say, I was like, and, and furthermore, if she's going to report Ben through official channels, well, why were you there? Yeah, yeah. which technically she had at least. She. she Somewhat covered her ass because she did touch base with the Rosemont department mm-hmm. beforehand. She did have permission, but again, she does not have full jurisdiction. Yeah, and still, again, obviously, the FBI is already involved on these cases. So, yet another, yeah, it's kind of stacked against yeah. her that way for sure. And and you can tell, like, that, no, uh, a little bit of a Hail Mary. Like, he, he threw that out there, but almost he seems like, because he's kind of giving her, like, when she backs him up, he's almost giving her a little bit of an eye of, like, actually going along with me like yeah. I, like i threw it out there but i didn't really think you were gonna but okay and then he's like okay like rog wilson like why don't you guys you know so yeah so yeah, now so now the other takes a minute but harry eventually picks up the hint and shuts up and there's still a little bit of tension in there too and he's like all right okay all right <laughs> uh, well and he has a moment of intuition mm-hmm. he's like denton is hiding something he knows more than he's letting on yeah, and starts to figure out that, yeah, maybe Murph has <laughs> Maybe I should sit down and find out the details and stop carrying on like a cranky child. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so Harry consents to being led away, dragging Murph, and they are escorted yeah. off the premises. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's it. He's, yeah, sorry. He's Denton watching him and cataloging him. Um, hawkish. Hawkish. <laughs> no hawkish. scars. Yeah. Tall, Tall, slender, dark hair, dark eyes, hawkish features, no visible scars. Mm-hmm. Clocking yeah. him. Yeah. And then he's like, yeah, he's so... So the kid, Roger Harris, tries to be all like, oh, gee, I'm really sorry. Like, um, you know, give her some slack. These cases are really stressing her out. She hasn't been sleeping well. She knew one of the victims. Yeah. like, Which and- is a gross incompetence What's working the on the case? Yeah, uh-huh. conflict of interests. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as you know the victim, you're off the case. Yeah, I've seen thing. cop shows, <laughs> <laughs> right? You don't operate on family members and shit. You can't. Yeah. Although, you know, I mean, just said she knew one of the guys. I mean, technically, you Harry know, knew Murphy one of the guys. <laughs> Murphy, er, Murphy and Spike. Murphy and Harry knows. Uh, yeah. So, but anyways. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, so, yeah, so he tries to be all, like, kind of placating and, like, smoothing things and the other, the older on his way out. I'm, like, five minutes from retirement. Let's just play this by the book, mm-hmm. you know. Um, he's, like, uh, shut up, dude, like, do, do, whatever, and, like, and they, yeah, kind of whatever, mm-hmm. they turn around and leave. So he's trying to, so, <laughs> Raj, the kid, the young guy is trying to like smooth thing over and make like excuse, and the other like older cop is all just like whatever, shut up. It's like internal business. Don't tell them. They don't need any explanation. Let's go. And so the other kids, like guys, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So um, um, so then yeah, so so Murph and Harry are now outside the scene, and um, Harry's like, we need to talk. I think, kind of. Time to chat. He starts, yeah. Mm-hmm. You get the little rundown. He's like, full moon, werewolves, gangsters, lackeys, bangled corpses, berserk FBI agents, kung fu. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Whole lot just happened. Chapter so two. Just, yeah. <laughs> and 
I think, you know, one last note, too, is that it's still not the full moon. We are just building up. Like we are day a day before. or two before. Yeah, so this, this did just happen, but we are not at the crux yet. Yeah. The tension buildeth. All right. This concludes our episode 5.1, Paid in Mistake. Thank you for listening. You can find us online at freeflowrambling.com and mcanalys.ca. There we have links to our other podcasts, social media, and other fun tidbits. Please subscribe if you like what you're hearing, and please consider supporting us through Patreon to keep the magic alive and see more content. We are Free Flow Rambling. Conjure at it by your own risk. Can I just say, just want to have a big thank you to those who were giving us some support right off the bat. Uh, JK, we're rolling podcast. Uh, Bob the Skull Instagram account. And uh, our first few Patreon donators. SK North and Stellar Hughes. Serious thank you. Very, very much. We record ahead, so we weren't able to do our thanks until now, but we are very appreciative to those. Yes, and we do have tiers up on with our Patreon now, so now there's different levels and some little perks and stuff you can get with that. So, yeah, we do appreciate it. Um, It's a lot of fun. Big, big thanks. Big, big thank thank you. You You guys rock. You're awesome.